slash R, the Samaritans? Could some of them be the self-proclaimed quote-unquote sons of Zadok in the Dead Sea Scrolls, whose writings the so-called Zadokite calendar came from? In this message, we will introduce to you the Samaritans and show you from both scripture as well as the writings of Josephus as a second witness and scholarly writings with regard to the Dead Sea Scrolls as a third witness that these sons of Zadok may well be an offshoot of the Samaritan apostate Zadok priesthood and where this Zadok priestly split took place and why. First, who are the Samaritans? They are spoken of six times in the New Testament, but the Old Testament only points to this group by name one time. H-8118 in the Strong's Samaritan means inhabitants of Samaria and appears only one time, and that is in 2 Kings 17.29, which I'm going to read starting in verse 19. And this passage is regarding the conquering and exile of the northern kingdom of Israel by Assyria. Starting in verse 19, Also Judah did not keep the commandments of Yahweh their Elohim, but walked in the statutes of Israel which they made. And Yahweh rejected all the descendants of Israel, afflicted them, and delivered them into the hand of plunderers, until he had cast them from his sight. For he tore Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. Then Jeroboam drove Israel from following Yahweh, and made them commit a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did. They did not depart from them, until Yahweh removed Israel out of his sight, as he had said by all his servants the prophets. So Israel was carried away from their own land to Assyria, as it is this day. Then the king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kuthah, Ava, Hamath, and from Sepharavim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they took possessions of Samaria and dwelt in its cities. And it was so at the beginning of their dwelling there that they did not fear Yahweh. Therefore Yahweh sent lions among them, which killed some of them. So they spoke to the king of Assyria, saying, The nations whom you have removed and placed in the cities of Samaria do not know the rituals of the Elohim of the land. Therefore he has sent lions among them, and indeed they are killing them, because they do not know the rituals of the Elohim of the land. Then the king of Assyria commanded, saying, Send there one of the priests of whom you brought from there, let him go and dwell there, and let him teach them the rituals of the Elohim of the land. Then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel, and taught them how they should fear Yahweh. However, every nation continued to make gods of its own, and put them in the shrines on the high places which the Samaritans had made, every nation in the cities where they dwelt. The men of Babylon made Sukkot Benat, the men of Kut made Nergal, the men of Hamath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nibaz and Tartak. And the Sepharavites burned their children in fire to Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of the Seraphim. So they feared Yahweh, and from every class they appointed for themselves priests of the high places, who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. They feared Yahweh, yet served their own gods, according to the rituals of the nations from among whom they were carried away. 
To this day, they continue practicing the former rituals. They do not fear Yahweh, nor do they follow their statutes or their ordinances or the law and the commandment, which Yahweh had commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel, with whom Yahweh had made a covenant and charged them, saying, You shall not fear other gods, nor bow down to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. But Yahweh, who brought you up from the land of Egypt with great power and outstretched arm, him you shall fear, him you shall worship, and to him you shall offer sacrifice. And the statutes, the ordinances, the law, and the commandment which he wrote to you, you shall be careful to observe forever. You shall not fear other gods, and the covenant that I have made with you you shall not forget, nor shall you fear other gods. But Yahweh your Elohim you shall fear, and he will deliver you from the hand of all of your enemies. However, they did not obey, but they followed their former rituals. So these nations feared Yahweh, yet served their carved images." Also their children and their children's children have continued doing as their fathers did even to this day. So as we can see, according to 2 Kings chapter 17, Israelites were deported from the northern kingdom of Israel and foreigners with foreign gods were brought in who were then attacked by wild animals and believed it was because they were not serving the God of the land. The king of Assyria sent a priest from Israel back into the land to teach these foreigners how to worship Yahweh, which they did right along with all of their other gods. They mixed and mingled and sacrificed on the high places in the northern kingdom that were set up by Jeroboam. They did the same things that the Israelites were cast out for doing, worshiping on high places outside of Jerusalem and mixing in the worship of foreign gods and idols along with the worship of Yahweh. Though the name Samaritans is not used in Ezra chapter 4, it is evident that the group that troubled Israel and put a stop to the rebuilding of the temple when Ezra did not allow them to help rebuild the temple were the Samaritans. Ezra chapter 4 verses 1 through 3. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity builded the temple unto Yahweh Elohim of Israel, then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, Let us build with you, for we seek your Elohim as you do. And we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Ereshaddon, king of Assyria, which brought us up hither. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, Ye have nothing to do with us to build an house unto our Elohim, but we ourselves together will build unto Yahweh Elohim of Israel, as King Cyrus the king of Persia has commanded us. You can read the rest of Ezra chapter 4 for yourselves, but in a nutshell, once they were excluded from helping to rebuild the temple, this group wrote letters to the king accusing Jerusalem of rebuilding the temple to be rebellious against him. He listened and put a stop to the rebuilding of the temple for a time. In this passage, this group is called adversaries to Judah, inhabitants of the land, and they themselves claim to have continuously sacrificed to the Elohim of the Jews since the time the king of Assyria exiled the northern tribes. These would be the Samaritans that we just read about in Second Kings chapter 17. Now let's see what the New Testament has to say about the Samaritans, and it's not all bad. However, Yeshua did tell them they know not what or who they worship. First, let's read about the Samaritan woman. John chapter 4, verses 5 through 25. So he, Yeshua, came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. 
Yeshua, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Yeshua said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Here's the animosity we saw in the previous passages. Verse 10. Yeshua answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of Elohim and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? We know this part of the story. Yeshua offers her living water and tells her all about herself and her husband's. Then continuing in verse 19, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you, Jews, say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Yeshua said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. We will see that the mountain she is talking about where the Samaritans worshipped is Mount Gerizim. Yeshua plainly told this Samaritan woman that the Samaritans worshipped what they did not know, but that the Jews of Jerusalem, of which Yeshua was descended, know what they worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Not the Samaritans, as we will see, also had apostate priests from the line of Zadok who sacrificed in the Samaritan temple on Mount Gerizim. Here, Yeshua confirms that the northern kingdom, and specifically the Samaritans, were in error in their worship of Yahweh, and instead pointed to the Jews, or southern kingdom, as the progenitors of salvation, i.e. keepers of the word and true worship. Salvation is of the Jews. Yeshua is salvation and came from Judah. He kept the feasts where and when the Jews of Jerusalem kept them. Not everything was bad with regard to the Samaritans, however. Of course, we have the passage in Luke 10, 30-37 about the good Samaritan who stopped to help the battered Jew and paid for his medical expenses and time of convalescence with his own money when this injured man's fellow Jews would not stop to help him at all. Yeshua praised this Samaritan as the true neighbor who showed love even to his enemy. The Samaritans were praised by Yeshua and held up as an example of how to love your neighbor, even though he also pointed out that they were lacking in authority and knowledge with regard to their worship. Luke chapter 17, 16 also tells us of ten lepers that were cleansed by Yeshua and the only one of the ten who turned back to give thanks and glorify Elohim as soon as he realized he was healed was a Samaritan. Luke seventeen seventeen through 19 says, So Yeshua answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to Elohim except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. So he called this Samaritan who turned back to give glory to Yahweh a foreigner. There are additional New Testament passages in which Yeshua lumps the Samaritans in with strangers and of the nations. 
Originally, the disciples were told not to go to the Samaritans prior to his resurrection, but then after his ascension, he did direct them to go to the Samaritans and all the nations. So while it is clear that Yeshua considered the Samaritans as strangers and of the nations, he also praised them as being more righteous in the weighty matters than the Jews were. They were praised as being grateful, kind, and loving, yet they still had the problem of not knowing the Elohim that they worshipped, not understanding who the one true God really was, or that he required that no other gods be worshipped at all except him in the way in which he instructed. He clearly loved them and knew they would be receptive to his message, though, as with every sect of Judaism, as well as with all of the Gentile nations, there were many who also rejected Yeshua as Messiah. There is still a sect of Samaritan Jews in the land of Israel today, and what they believe to this day is a picture of what they've believed historically in and even before Yeshua's time. WorldHistoryEncyclopedia.org says this of the Samaritans. The Samaritans are a religious sect of ethnic Jews living near Mount Gerizim, Nablus, Hebron, and the West Bank in Israel. This community differs from the mainstream Judaism by claiming that followers only accept the five books of Moses, the Torah, and not the books of the prophets or later texts. Referring to themselves as keepers or guardians of the Torah, their rituals and practices are claimed to be the most ancient and valid of Jewish tradition. Samaritans believe that Mount Gerizim, not Jerusalem, is the sanctuary that God ordained from the beginning. They claim that the Torah was given to Moses by the God of Israel. Later rabbinical texts are rejected. The Samaritan Pentateuch, the five books of Moses, is the foundational sacred text supplemented by historical chronicles. They believe that at the end of days, the dead will be resurrected by the Tahab, either a restorer or a prophet like Moses. In relation to Passover, they have their own Haggadah, the text for the Seder ritual. Samaritans also retain a high priesthood and priests who are considered the true interpreters of the law. Interestingly, there is something called the Damascus Scroll among the Dead Sea Scrolls, and this history of the Samaritans also points to a Samaritan population found in Damascus. Under later history, this website says, According to Samaritan sources, the Samaritans suffered persecution under the Christian Byzantine emperors for refusing to convert. After the Muslim conquests of the region, the Samaritans were granted the status of people of the book. However, under the later period of the Abbasid Caliphate and under the rule of the Ottoman Empire in the 17th century, the Samaritan population in Damascus was slaughtered. This provided the impetus for many Samaritans of the diaspora to move back to the Nablus region, which remains their center. Now, for a little more historical context and details regarding the Samaritans, Josephus had this to say in Antiquities of the Jews, Book 9, Chapter 14, Verse 3, which says, But now the Cuthians, who removed into Samaria, for that is the name they have been called by to this time, because they were brought out of the country called Kutha, which is a country of Persia, and there is a river of the same name in it, each of them, according to their nations, which were in number five, brought their own gods into Samaria, and by worshipping them, as was the custom of their own countries, they provoked Almighty God to be angry and displeased at them. 
for a plague seized upon them by which they were destroyed, and when they found no cure for their miseries, they learned by the oracle that they ought to worship Almighty God as the method for their deliverance. So they sent ambassadors to the king of Assyria and desired him to send them some of those priests of the Israelites whom he had taken captive. And when he thereupon sent them, and the people were by them taught the laws and the holy worship of Elohim, they worshipped him in a respectful manner, and the plague ceased immediately. And indeed, they continue to make use of the very same customs to this very time, and are called in the Hebrew tongue Kutlans, but in the Greek tongue Samaritans, and when they see the Jews in prosperity, they pretend that they are changed, and allied to them, and call them kinsmen, as though they were derived from Joseph, and had by that means an original alliance with them. But when they see them falling into a low condition, they say they are no way related to them, and that the Jews have no right to expect any kindness or marks of kindred from them, but they declare that they are sojourners that come from other countries. But of these we shall have a more seasonable opportunity to discourse hereafter. So here we see in Josephus' description of the Samaritans, the same description that we read earlier in Scripture. They were a people moved into the land who learned the customs of worship of Yahweh, but mixed the worship of Yahweh with the worship of their historic gods from where they came. Now for the fun part, with all of that biblical and historic background information regarding the Samaritans in mind, we will explore the fact that the Samaritans did have a genealogical claim to the high priesthood of the Zadok line through Manasseh, the brother of the high priest in Jerusalem named Jadua, as they were both sons of Jonathan, the high priest from the line of Zadok, through Joshua, high priest, at the return from Babylon and the rebuilding of the second temple with Zerubbabel and Ezra. Manasseh, however, married the daughter of Sanballat, a Samaritan. Sanballat then made him high priest in Samaria for his temple on Mount Gerizim. This is where the priestly line of Zadok split. So the priestly line of the Samaritans could certainly claim to be, quote unquote, sons of Zadok. We are going to start this journey through biblical history by first following the lineage of the priestly line of Zadok from the time of Solomon through to the brothers Jadua and Manasseh, sons of Jonathan the high priest. 1 Chronicles 6, verses 4 through 15. Eleazar begat Phinehas, Phinehas begat Abishu, and Abishu begot Buki, and Buki begot Uzi, and Uzi begot Zeraiah, and Zeraiah begot Mariothoth, and Mariot begot Amariah, and Amariah begot Ahitub, and Ahitub begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Ahimaz, and Ahimaz begot Azariah, and Azariah begot Johanan, and Johanan begat Azariah. He it is that executed the priest's office in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. And Azariah begat Amariah, and Amariah begat Ahitub, and Ahitub begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Shalom, and Shalom begat Hilkiah, and Hilkiah begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Sarariah, and Sarariah begat Jehozadak, and Jehozadak went into captivity, when Yahweh carried away Judah and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. So here in First Chronicles chapter 6, we see the lineage of the high priest from Pinhas, or Phineas through Zadok, 
all the way to the last high priest at the destruction of the temple by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who was carried away to Babylon, and his name was Jehozadak. Then we see in Ezra chapter 3 that the son of Jehozadak, which is also pronounced Josadak in Ezra and Haggai, who returned as high priest after the Babylonian captivity was Joshua. Ezra 3, 1 and 2 say, And when the seventh month was come and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Joshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of Elohim in Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of Elohim. Then Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 is a second witness that Joshua high priest after the captivity was the son of the last Zadok high priest Josadak that went into Babylonian captivity. Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 say, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of Yahweh by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh Yahweh of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that Yahweh's house should be built. Now we will look at the lineage of Jehozadak, which is also pronounced Josedek in Josephus' Antiquities of the Jews, Book 10, Chapter 8, Verse 6, where some of the names are also a bit different, but the lineage from Zadok is basically the same, so that we know Jehozadak slash Josedek descended from the Zadok line of high priests in Scripture and is one in the same as Josedek, high priest of Josephus, the same high priest that went into captivity, whose subsequent high priest's son after the captivity was Joshua. Antiquities of the Jews, Book 10, Chapter 8, Verse 6. And now because we have enumerated the succession of the kings and who they were and how they reigned, I think it necessary to set down the names of the high priests and who they were that succeeded one another in the high priesthood under the kings. The first high priest then at the temple which Solomon built was Zadok. After him, his son Achimus received the dignity. After Achimus was Azarias, his son was Joram, and Joram's son was Issus. After him was Axaramus, his son was Phidens, and Phidias' son was Sudius, and Sudius's son was Julius, and Julius's son was Jotham, and Jotham's son was Urias, and Urias' son was Nerias, and Nerias' son was Odius, and his son was Salamus, and Salamus' son was Elsius, and his son was Azarias, and his son was Sarias, and his son was Josedek, who was carried captive to Babylon. All these received the high priesthood by succession, the sons from their father. And please forgive my mispronunciations of these names. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing them correctly, but I'm doing the best that I can. So we see that Joshua, the high priest, during Ezra's return with Zerubbabel to rebuild the temple, was the son of Josedek, i.e. also pronounced Jehozadak, the high priest from the priestly line of Zadok, who went into captivity in Babylon. Thus, the Zadok direct line of high priests continued in Jerusalem into the second temple period. Let's continue following this line to see where the Zadok high priesthood split and why. Nehemiah chapter 12 verses 10 and 11. And Joshua begat 
Joachim, and Joachim begat Eliashab, and Eliashab begat Joiada, and Joiada begat Jonathan, and Jonathan begat Jadua. Nehemiah 12 goes on to list a lot of Levites and officials in the days of these high priests, Jehoiakim, son of Joshua, high priest after the return of Babylon, son of Josedek, high priest who went into captivity in Babylon, who we saw came directly from the high priests, directly descended from Zadok, high priest in David and Solomon's time, who of course descended directly from Phinehas, or Pinius, blessed high priest line. Then Nehemiah 12, verses 22 and 23, reiterate the Levites in the days of Eliashib, Yoyada, and Jonathan, and Jadua were recorded chief of the fathers, meaning they were high priests. Also the priests to the reign of Darius the Persian. The sons of Levi, the chief of the fathers, were written in the book of the Chronicles, which we read earlier, even until the days of Jonathan, the son of Eliashib. It is made clear here that Jonathan, or Johanan, was a direct high priest descendant of the high priestly line of Zadok. Continue to part two at www.hiswordheals.com. 